Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Zone Blitz. As always, I'm Vince Miller, joined by my co-host Ashton Overholt. Uh, sorry for the, I guess, two weeks now since we since we had a podcast. Ashton and I have both been pretty busy in our personal lives the last while, so a little bit more of a longer delay here than normal. Um, anyway, so Ashton, how how have you been the last two weeks here? Yeah, been been pretty good. Like you said, been been pretty busy, but. Uh... It is, it's a, it's a really good time. I'll be honest. There, there's no better time than the six months after you win a national championship. <laughs> like I've never experienced it until now. And like, we're only one month in to this, to this off season. And it is wonderful. Like no one can talk smack to you. Like you just like cruise around. And like, if anyone, you know, wants to chirp about something, you're just like, Ooh, ring, you know, right there. Bang. <laughs> and, and like, yeah, especially like for Georgia, like the, the drought being over it, it feels really good to be national champs sure so yeah ashton has his georgia bulldogs have won a title his braves just won a title and he's getting married soon so yeah he's he's, it's been good (laughs) (laughs) all right so a few things have happened recently uh maybe one of the more notable things in the last couple weeks is brian harson the whole situation with auburn and eventually them deciding to hold on to him what do you make of everything that happened there (laughs) So I, I think you have to start it like kind of with what with what we were just talking about in the last three years. OK, so the last three national national title winners are Georgia, Alabama and LSU. Mm-hmm. That's the last three. That is Auburn's three biggest rivals. So like you have to preface the conversation with that, that Auburn, who is a proud program, is that they're seeing this happen all around them. like it's happening all around them to where they're close literally their closest rivals and biggest rivals are have won three three titles in a row snapped them mm. off bang 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 and don't show signs of slowing down really with the exception of lsu like george and bama are like going to be doing this for a while so there's there's a sense of i think desperation in just like that the whole auburn camp like like the, yeah. the boosters alums the the even like the faculty like the president like the this like the the ad and like this was a witch hunt like, like they oh, yeah. didn't want Brian Harson there anymore. I think it was that much was clear. Like they, they wanted him gone. They searched for, for, for a reason to get, to get him gone. Um, they tried to fire him with cause, save themselves a lot of money. They couldn't do that. So I think like at the end of this, this whole investigation that happened, um, they had to conclude that we have nothing on you and you'll be sticking around for another year, like reluctantly. And like, no one expect like, oh, I, they, they did him so dirty like that is that's not really okay he had one year there he had one year there and and you know had he beaten had had um tank bigsby the running back gone down inbounds against alabama like we're probably not even having this conversation you know what i mean like because they yeah. would have won the iron ball and beaten one of those teams so like i think you have to view it from the, from that from that standpoint like I'll, like i'm a neutral fan like like i don't really uh, yes okay i'm not maybe completely neutral i am enjoying watching this it is fun to watch this happen <laughs> but like for for auburn fans like it is i i understand that has to be really difficult to see all of your rivals win titles and you feel like you're not even close and you feel like you have a guy there that's almost causing you to go the wrong direction i'm not saying that he is but i i'm saying that's what they think that he is they yeah. think he's he's taking them the wrong direction there so like, like, yeah, like, I, I, I guess I understand it. Like, I guess I understand why they did it, but it was completely wrong what they did. Like, that's completely sure. wrong. And, and like, he's like, he's a lame duck coach, I, I think, yeah. right? Like, this is, this is a lame duck year for him. How, how does this, how does his tenure at Auburn end in a success, like in any way? Is there any way? The people are picking them to finish last in the SEC West next year. Yeah. And like, like, like. I can kind of see it. Like I can see that happening because the SEC West is loaded for one. Yeah. And and like you have to play Georgia as, as your, you know, your crossover game in you know, like that's your permanent crossover game. So like I mean, that's a loss. Like you're not going to beat them. So like yeah, I just see it being very tough for them to to be good this year. Like they have a really easy schedule to start out and maybe they can rattle off some wins early on and kind of get the yeah, momentum flowing, but 
like mm -hmm. they're going to be looking for any loss or even like like close games against teams that maybe they were favored against the boosters are going to be all over the coaching staff wanting to fire them the second mm -hmm. something goes wrong and that much is obvious to all of us yeah for those who are unaware um harson is a little more of an old school type of coach where he's a lot harder on the players than a lot of modern coaches would be. Um, and they just brought in the number 19 recruiting class in the country, um, which might not sound crazy if you're not an Auburn fan, um, but yeah. Auburn believes they like, they want to compete for titles. Like they see themselves as, as having the same ceiling as a Georgia and an LSU and an Alabama. Um, and <laughs> So I guess maybe that's another discussion that we can have when we talk about program rankings is like, is there just, is there an unfair gap between what is expected of an Auburn coach and what an Auburn coach can actually do? Well, I, I think you're, I think you're seeing it that when you have the last three, like the last three national national champs, you play every year. Like they play those teams every year. They had to play them, and they they lost to them the year that the years that they won their titles, right? Yep. Like that's that's L's coming your way. That's losses. That's that's L's that are coming your way in the recruiting game, yes. right? I think it's very hard to be good and to be like at the top when there's other teams there. Like not everyone can be at the top. You know, like everyone mm -hmm. talks about like these wins and like, I think we, we we throw this around a lot. Like, you know, like, oh, like they need a top 10 recruiting class. Well, well, they also need a top 10 recruiting class. Like there's only top 10, top 10 there's recruiting, 10. recruiting <laughs> Right, like there's not more. So I, I think like there, there's only so many wins in the SEC West. There is like, that's just, that's just a statement. And, and I mean, Alabama's gonna, gonna get most of those, right? So I, I, you see with, with A&M recruiting well now too, I, I think, I mean, George and Alabama are showing no signs of slowing down and L LSU might be getting back into this with Brian Kelly there now. So it, it's unfair. It's unfair. I think it's an unfair ask. I think you're right in, in, in saying that, yeah, or even just pointing it out that, that what the Auburn boosters are expecting and what the reality is are two drastically different things right now. Yeah. I do think like Auburn, I mean, we've seen Auburn win a national title in our lifetimes, but they, but it took Cam Newton to do it. Like, I think they, they have the ceiling where they can win a national title every once in a while, but it takes very special circumstances. Like it yeah. takes Nick Saban losing three games in a season, you know, like, like it, right. it takes that type of thing, you know, sooner or later, like I, I promise, like there is coming a time in history where Nick Saban <laughs> will no longer be the coach at Alabama. Like that is going to be a fact at some point in our lifetimes, most likely. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you bet on that. I won't. He he will stay there out of spite, just to spite sure. all of us. Hundred and forty um, year old Saban will still be beating yeah. Auburn. Yeah, <laughs> he will be. Yeah, I will say, like Auburn for for all the schools that play Alabama, like Auburn actually plays them very well. Sure. consistently like on yeah. a year in year out basis Auburn was nowhere near as good as Alabama this year and should have won that football game they were the better team yeah in 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 November and like they lost and yeah I mean whatever four overtimes that's unfortunate like play calling what you know say say what you will but they were ready to play that game and and they played very well against them and I think maybe that is almost to to the detriment of the coaching staff there I think I think people see that like, oh, like we're so close. Like, like we, we should be competing right there with these guys and, and we're not, we're, we're always just coming up just like a little short and like, it's, it's not really, yeah. I don't know. I just not, not to get too long winded into this. I, I, yeah. Heaven knows that we've talked so much about Brian Harson, not like, not just us, but so many people have talked about Brian Harson. I mean, until we're just blue in the face, but it's, he, he will be gone next year. Like he will, yeah. they simply are saving themselves some money by not firing him now because they could, they could fire him right now and, and they'd have to pay him a lot more money. So they're just waiting yeah. for, for something. They're just waiting for a little bit of like just dirt to come up, something in his past, who knows what it is. They're, they're, they're waiting for something. That's, that's what Auburn is doing right now. And it's, that's, I don't know. I think if, if that's really your stance, like you should have just fired him now and just like Auburn has the money. Like, why not just fire him now yeah. then if you don't want him, if you don't want him that bad. Yeah. I, I think his buyout does drop by several million dollars, like in a few months or something. So what? So what? And, and I think maybe the optics 
of firing a coach after one season. Like, if anything, to me, that that, sh- that would show other coaches out there just what the, what's what, what's expected at Auburn compared to what's actually realistic is is maybe like it's not that I don't think I don't think the job is quite as attractive as Auburn boosters would like to believe. And so not maybe, anymore. Definitely not anymore. Yeah. Who's going to want to go there now? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sure. like, look at the look at the last couple of coaches that were there. Like, you know, like yeah. Chiswick won, won a title. They fired him like, you know, two years later. Yeah. And like Malzahn actually was pretty good. Like the, the Malzahn days are, are going to be, you know, look back on as like the glory days for Auburn now. <laughs> but like who knows? Because they're going to have to hire someone else. And unless you hire I don't, Deion Sanders or someone like maybe yeah. maybe that could get you like, it would, by the way, not a bad idea. Um, try, yeah, trying to hire Dion to a, a power five job. I had one of my friends yeah. actually tell me tell me that they think that they would take Dion over any coach in the CFP other than Nick Saban. Oh, and into that, I just say you are a lunatic. You're yeah, a lunatic. I would agree. Yeah. yeah, I think I think Dion, as of right now, like who knows what he could become as a coach. As of right now, I think you're you're grasping for straws if if you hire him unless. Un- Unless you are like a third tier school, like maybe an Auburn is a third tier school. Like maybe, maybe that would make some sense. I don't know. Just, just to, for recruiting purposes and to see what can happen, I guess. Um, all right. We'll, we'll talk more about Auburn and the state of the program, I guess, um, when we, when we get into kind of program rankings later in this off season. Um, but I kind of teased it two weeks ago. I want to talk, talk about, um, Notre Dame a little bit. I had a question from a friend of mine, Wilson, shout out Wilson from South Carolina. Um, I'll just read it here. Um, it says, I would be interested in, to hear your thoughts on whether Notre Dame not playing for a conference championship cost them a playoff spot. And if so, would you be for them joining the ACC? So kind of two different questions there. Um, the second one, of course, is the age-old question, should Notre Dame join the ACC? First of all, I'd like to talk about this season. Um, you cool with that? Like, cause I, I, do, I feel like it's two separate questions. Like, Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, uh, that's okay. fine. So let's look at 2021. We all know this was a pretty bad year for the ACC. Um, Clemson kind of being the main reason, just because normally the ACC could count on Clemson being a top four team. This year they were not. They lost three games. So I thought I'd look at the F-plus ratings. Ratings, I'm sorry. um, Which combines two of my favorite um, analytic models, I guess. FEI and SP-plus. Um, FEI is more drive based. SP plus is more individual play based. So combined, I think they make a pretty good, pretty good metric. Um, in the F plus rankings this season, Notre Dame finished ninth in the country. Um, the highest ranked ACC team at the end of the season in their model was Clemson at 15. You had Pittsburgh at 17, NC State at 18, and Wake Forest at 26. That that's kind of the top. You have to go a little ways after that to get to anybody else. So Notre Dame was, I would say, better um, than any other ACC team. The other thing we have to remember is Notre Dame's one regular season loss was to Cincinnati. Um, Who is the Notre- four seed, by the way. Yeah. Yes. If Notre Dame was in the ACC, they would not be playing Cincinnati in the non-conference. Um, that's not a thing that would happen. I do think that – so I, I guess – to fully answer this question, we have to ask, what would a Notre Dame schedule look like if they were in the ACC? Obviously, they'd play mostly ACC teams. Um, it depends. Notre Dame has seven traditional rivals, um, three that they play every year, USC, Stanford, <laughs> and Navy. Yeah. Um, I think USC and Navy would probably stay on the schedule. Um, remind me, how many games does the ACC play? Do they play an eight or nine game schedule? They play nine. Yeah. So if – if Notre Dame was in the ACC with a nine-game schedule, you'd have those nine USC and Stan, uh, USC and Navy. I'm sorry, would make eleven, and then most likely, at that point, because you'd be playing ten Power Five teams. Like, if they would follow the model of any other Power Five team, they would schedule Ball State or something for their twelfth game. Um, that would be their schedule. So they would play ACC teams and USC basically. So, yeah, I think Notre Dame would have gone undefeated um, this last year and probably made the playoff. They probably would have gotten killed because I don't think this was one of Notre Dame's best teams in the last five years or so, um, and they did make two playoffs. I think this was probably a worse team than the two previous Notre Dame teams that made the playoff. Um, 
any rebuttal to anything I've said so far? I mean, I, I guess the only thing I would hit back at um, is like the like how you wouldn't be playing Cincinnati in the non-con. Like, I think we're seeing non-con games overall take a big step forward, and like that is still a possibility that that you could yeah. you could hypothetically still be playing. Then that that doesn't it maybe lessens the the chance a bit because like you go from independent you know where you have to schedule every year kind of from scratch to like you have some structure you know but like yeah. you still do have non-con games and and like you still could play Cincinnati like I I don't know like the the the, the question there is is I don't know maybe, maybe kind of tough because like I I don't think that. Okay, like we mentioned, like they're probably not one of the four best teams this year, or they right. weren't. Like, like they got they beat finished by, ninth in S right. F plus, yeah, which right. is, sounds about right. Right, they got beat by two scores by Cincinnati at home, and Cincinnati was a playoff team and didn't get blown off the field, but was significantly worse than than the others. Like sure. I think we we can say that, and at least Alabama and Georgia. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, yes. No, valid. You could argue like them in Michigan actually would have been like a really good game. Like if we sure. could have like a bronze medal game, that would be kind of neat. Like, like right before the championship, but we don't. So the, like Cincinnati is, is, is the, I think maybe it kind of is a, it's a bad year to ask this question. I think like in, in other years, I think it would have been maybe a little bit easier last year, for example, had you beaten Clemson, um, like, like when, when Notre Dame was in the ACC last year, the COVID year, like you, you played Clemson twice that year, right? You split mm-hmm. with them. And, yes. and like, that's what it would have looked like this year probably too had like, you know what I mean? Like sure. it probably would have been similar. Like you almost certainly would have made the conference championship game, probably go undefeated depending like what side, what side, any idea what side they would put you on had you joined? So I think, I don't know. I, I feel like because that would make it 15 teams in the ACC, yeah. And, and Power Five conferences are starting to look at pod scheduling, which I'm a yes. huge fan of compared to divisions. I would guess if Notre Dame would join the ACC, they would probably go to a pod system, which basically would just mean you you play two or three teams. There's a couple different ways to do it. Um, I would guess the ACC would probably do three teams. Every team has three permanent opponents. Um, instead of playing six division opponents every year, you play three essentially every year and then the rest of your schedule cycles through that way you play with the other teams in the other the other division more often um because right i mean right now alabama and georgia you know they play each other in the regular season once every eight years or something like and they're conference opponents um now obviously with with that example you know they have plenty of chances to play each other right we because, play them enough believe yeah, me we don't yeah, need any sure. more of that that we was maybe not a great that. example. No, um, it was not. You've done better. If we go to the ACC, for example, Clemson and Miami, you know, they would play each other every other year, maybe instead of every how how often they play, which is probably seven or eight years. Um, so I think if Notre Dame would join the ACC, that would probably be the reality. So they'd probably have three permanent opponents from the ACC. Um. So yeah, I, I and, and that's in that model, the top two teams then, regardless of what pod they're in, they make the conference championship game. So right. most likely that would have been Notre Dame this year. And then who knows? It would have been interesting. Obviously, Pitt and and uh, Wake Forest were the ones that actually made the real ACC championship championship game. So most likely Notre Dame would. I would think the ACC would make Clemson one of their permanent opponents. I don't know for sure. Um, Boston College yeah. would be the only one that would be for certain and probably Pitt. Clemson might be the other one. So that could be fun. I do think like if Notre Dame would have caught Clemson before November last year, they for sure would have beaten them. November would have been, who knows? Like Clemson had improved enough by November that it would have definitely been a close matchup, I think. So I I tend to think that just as far as ACC scheduling goes, Notre Dame would have been in the conference championship game, probably would have played Pitt or, or Wake Forest. Um, and I think that I like their chances quite well in those situations. So I, I think maybe for me, the question, and like, I, I don't, I don't mind Notre Dame, like Notre Dame. I don't, I don't feel strongly for them or against them. Right. You're like the only person in America. Right. I, I like to think <laughs> that I am like, I do, I really don't feel strongly about them. Like I respect them. I think when Georgia plays Notre Dame, those games were legendary. I think they were a lot of fun. I really enjoyed really enjoyed it. I think they're a, they're a, a good ad for any conference. I'd say that. But 
like with that being said, I don't think that they're better by joining a conference. So I think there's maybe maybe a lot of people out there that talk about like you need to join and and that'll help you get over the hump. Maybe. And would they have gotten into the playoff this year? Yeah, maybe. Probably a good chance, actually. But would it have mattered? No. It's still the ninth sure. best team in the nation getting into the yeah. to the top four. Like that's actually what would have happened there. Mm-hmm. And so that's not like that's not really a good thing. I, I Notre Dame has made the playoff before, and they have gotten beat by by quite a bit. Now you can say they gave a, you know a decent account of themselves last year against Alabama, where everyone got smoked by Alabama. Like Alabama ha- handled everyone, um, and Notre Dame was just kind of another name on on the list. You know, it wasn't worse than 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 anyone else really. So. Like, I, I don't know that, that, you know, you can say that, you know, well, you know, well, well, we've made, we've made, we've had three playoff appearances now, or, you know, you know, if you're in there for a while, you can, you can rack up the appearances, but does it make you a better football team? I mean, does it help with recruiting? Like maybe a little bit, but does it make you a better football team? And, and I don't feel that it does. Like, I think that you have to be a good yeah. team and you can be a good team as an independent. I think Notre Dame can do that as an independent. I think, Notre Dame, really, if they would cut loose on some of the NIL stuff, which they probably never will, but if they would and just really go all in, Notre Dame has the money to compete with anybody. They really do. Mm-hmm. They've got, they have the support there that that you can see them recruiting on a level with Ohio State or even better. And, and maybe they will, like, we'll see. But like, you don't have to go to the ACC to be considered a contender. You don't. And I think there, there's a lot of people out there. I, you can call them purists. You know, like everyone needs to play on the same field. You know, they don't they don't like the the independence out there. I I've enjoyed it. Like I don't mind it at all. I think Notre Dame a lot of years plays a tougher schedule. You could argue their schedule th- this past year would have gotten much easier had they joined the ACC. Had they joined, say they joined the Pac-12, it would have probably been easier than the schedule they played anyway. You could the, the Big Twelve. They probably would have won the Big Twelve too. Like like they could have won multiple of these conferences with the exception of probably the big 10 and the sec and they're still the ninth best team in america you know like mm-hmm. so i don't know it, it's it's a it's a tough argument i think it's it's very unclear like it's very muddy like there's no real clear answer but my personal opinion is they're fine where they're at should they choose to stay there like they get they have a great deal with nbc why would you want to go somewhere else i'm, I'm not sure yeah i, I want to get more into that um, a little bit with kind of the second part of this question um, as for, as far as just this last season, um, I do think Notre Dame probably would have made the playoff. Um, but I guess since you're kind of going there, um, I think the whole conference versus not with versus independent thing for Notre Dame, you kind of touched on a little bit, like it's almost, it's not a moot point, but it's a little bit of a overrated discussion point. I think, um, yeah, Notre Dame, they can be whatever like I, I don't think that being independent is either a huge boon for them or a huge thing holding them back either way like I, I don't think you know there's there's definitely things that would change if they would join the ACC and maybe I'll talk about some of that stuff now just a little bit so yeah anyway also I was going to mention part of the reason I think Notre Dame probably would have been fine if they had been in the ACC this last year in the last four years Notre Dame has played 24 regular season games against ACC opponents they're 24 and 0. <laughs> really? They, yes. So so their senior class that just graduated never lost a regular season game in 24 tries against ACC teams. Yeah. Um, and for those who don't know, Notre Dame has a kind of a partial um, membership with the ACC where they play an average of five ACC teams every season. Right. Um, some years it's four, some years it's six, just be, you know, just the way the schedules work out. But on average, it's five every year. They, they play all of them. They play every team in the ACC. Um, and obviously they, I, you know, I mentioned they're 24 and in regular season, the last four years, obviously they did lose the rematch to Clemson in the ACC championship game right. in, in 2020, um, a game that Clemson needed to make the playoff Notre Dame did not. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I think there's a few ways of looking at this. Um, one of the things I like to talk about with the Notre Dame schedule is just if Notre Dame would join the ACC, like you could make it work. You especially we talk about with pod scheduling, you know, it'd be kind of fun if they made Clemson one of the permanent opponents that, I mean, obviously I think most people would sign up to watch that every year, Notre Dame Clemson, that'd be a good matchup. Um, sure. 
The issue is, I would say, the rest of the schedule. I think, I think just from a pure college football standpoint, the rest of the schedule would be more boring. Um, and, and the reason I think that, I mentioned Notre Dame has seven traditional rivals. Um, ironically, the one they don't have a trophy with is Michigan, who most people would probably pick out as one of Notre Dame's biggest rivals. They actually don't play Michigan that often anymore. USC, Navy, and Stanford are the ones they play every season. USC, I would say, is pretty much non-negotiable. Like that is known as the biggest um, non-conference rivalry in college football. Um, Navy, I think, to the Notre Dame administration is also kind of seen as non-negotiable, just because in World War II, Navy started using Notre Dame as a as a base as a training base, and that's kind of what propelled them to, I don't know, greater success or something. And just it it <laughs> helped it helped the university side of things out sure. a lot too. Yeah. Um, so PR. from from a pure football point, it doesn't make any sense to play Navy every year. Um, you know, we've seen enough defensive linemen tear their ACLs getting cut blocked the entire game. It's the um, worst. Most of us fans of Notre Dame hate playing Navy every year. But from a university standpoint, there's I guess that's the reason they play them every year. Um, Stanford, I think they could pretty easily discard that one. Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue, and Boston College are all occasional rivals. Boston College, if they would – Join the ACC, they would. I'm sure those would, that would be one of their permanent opponents. All right. If we look at if we look at the rest of their schedule, so here's what Notre Dame does currently. They schedule five ACC teams. They schedule USC and they schedule Navy and Stanford. So that's eight teams right there. The rest of their four games, um, usually they play two group of five teams or so, which is kind of what the rest of the country does. And then then they usually schedule a good. A, a couple other one or two good awesome games here's a list of teams that notre dame has played in the or scheduled in the 21st century some of these are still yet to happen but they are scheduled they're on the schedule so i'm going to run down through the five power five conferences there's five power five conferences i'm going to list the big names this is not even all of the teams notre dame has played or scheduled these are the big names from the acc obviously they play all of them but that includes clemson florida state miami and virginia tech from the SEC, Notre Dame has scheduled in the 21st century, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, Texas A&M, Arkansas. From the Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Nebraska. From the Big 12, Oklahoma, Texas. From the Pac-12, USC, Stanford, Arizona State, Utah, Washington, UCLA. And then the best group of five team, the only group of five team that has ever made the playoff, we've mentioned them, Cincinnati, Notre Dame played them this year. So the biggest names that Notre Dame has not scheduled in the 21st century are LSU, who they beat twice in bowl games in the last decade, Auburn, Oregon, and then you got to go to like Oklahoma State before you find somebody else. Like, like right. basically, if you're a top 20 program, Notre Dame schedules you. Notre Dame will play you if you are a top 20 program. They clearly have shown that to be the case. Um, here are a, Here's a complete list of FBS teams, the top level division one football that has never faced an FCS team. Um, these are your Waffords and whatever, like these, these schools that- Cupcakes. Cupcakes, like legit cupcakes. Yeah. Um, the, the second level of college football and a lot of teams in the top level of college football play one of these every single season. Here's a complete list of teams that have never scheduled one. USC, UCLA, Notre Dame. That's it. That's the list. Notre Dame never plays an FCS school, and they play literally all of the big-time, big-name programs out there. As a college football fan, I think those matchups are awesome. And and the, the bottom line is if Notre Dame would join a conference, especially if they had a nine-game conference schedule, you'd have your nine games in conference, so you'd play your Wake Forest and your Duke and whoever from the ACC that no one cares to watch. And then you'd play your USC and your Navy like you do every year. And then you'd probably play roast beef state as, as your number 12 game. You'd play your ball state or whatever. Toledo. You would, you would very rarely see Notre Dame play all these other big name programs. So as just a pure college football fan, I think that would be a worse product. 
what how are you how are you tracking with me so far completely agree i think there is there's a there's a lot of people out there that think or at least they feel like notre dame is dodging like like notre dame's not joining a conference because they're dodging the opposition and like like i think we and we've i think both are on the same side of that is like that's just not true like like the, you can look through who they played and who they will be playing they're, they're starting out against ohio state next year like yes. like they're they're playing the top teams and you just ran through them all and and i i feel like like notre dame's schedule is harder than a lot of the power five schedules that that people are wanting them to join there's no question it would have been this year had they been in the acc so like i i guess maybe my question is is where do you want them to be like like where where do these people want notre dame to be like do you want me to be playing these marquee big time matchups which are fun like georgia georgia played notre dame it's my team versus your team in a home and home that was great those were like really good highly televised um the the tickets for those for those games were astronomical like those are that's what college football is that's that's what people love about it is 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 the games that we don't always get to see and and you don't see it happen every year but like traditional powers georgia and notre dame getting to play a home and home at each stadium that's awesome and i think that's like that's to that should be to notre dame's credit like that's really that's cool what they do like i really like that and like, wh- why are we wanting them to go play more games against Wake Forest and, and Duke? Like, like that's where maybe I'm not sure on. And if I'm Notre Dame, I don't think I would be caving to it. I really don't. I think they're at a good place where they where they were. They've proven that they can win with that schedule. And and they've proven they can make the playoff with that schedule. And, by the way, would have made the playoff this year had they beaten Cincinnati, who's a, who ended up in the playoff. So, like – it's all it's all out there in front of you like it's not it's not keeping you from anything um and and you get to make your own rules and i think in in yeah maybe the current climate of college football that i think that's important now the only thing and this will be a question i'll have for you the sec they're adding oklahoma and texas the sec is about to make a boatload in their next the next deal it expires you know end of end of this next year will be their last year um with cbs the sec on cbs is going away they're going to espn Mm -hmm. they're going to make bank almost double of what the acc makes per year this is every school vanderbilt will get almost double of what clemson gets almost and like that is that's astronomical that's huge how does notre dame keep up with that and do you have to join a conference to keep up with that or can you just keep your nbc deal and 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 make up the cash that way i'm glad you asked because that kind of leads into another point i have um people often talk about you know the the unfair advantage i guess notre dame has as an independent and they often cite their their deal with nbc you know who makes more money from tv than notre dame every single big 10 team Yes, that includes Minnesota and Indiana and Purdue. Notre Dame actually brings in like $10 million less per year based on their NBC deal than Big Ten schools do from their TV deals. Um, Yeah, Notre Dame, I think the NBC deal is about to expire. I would expect the next one, whoever they sign it with, to to be quite a bit higher. Um, But it's kind of, I don't know, like people say, well, it's not fair. Notre Dame is on national TV every, every single game. You know who else is on national TV every single game? All the other big name programs, all of them. This is not 1993 anymore. Right. We have ESPN and ESPN2 and ESPN News and ESPNU, and we have Fox and NBC and ABC all showing college football. Like, yep. if you are a big yep. name program, you will be on national TV every single week. That would not change for Notre Dame if they joined a conference if, or or had to get rid of their NBC deal. That's That's – a non-starter um, that's ridiculous frankly also people might wonder why we keep talking about the acc because you mentioned the sec well contractually notre dame is obliged obligated sorry wrong word they're obligated to join the acc if they join a conference in like the next 25 years or something um, really yes if Did they join a conference it has to be the acc now we know how college football is these days contracts are made to be ripped up <laughs> so yes. like it's not like there would be no way um of doing it I'm, I'm sure there would be lawsuits and payouts involved and all of that here's here's what here's the one way i could get on board with notre dame joining a conference and this is a greater college football thing like if you want a true level playing field take the top 75 teams in college football create their own separate um 
FBS light, if you will, and only have them play each other. Like we're going to take 70, the top 75 teams. They're not going to schedule San Diego state anymore. Like you have to play each other. It would be like a larger um, kind of amateur version of the NFL. <laughs> um, if, that, if it, if the sport goes to that and some people think it will eventually, then yeah, Notre Dame will be in like they're joining that if like because the, Notre Dame is in it, they're maybe not quite as invested as some of the other schools are at, as far as when it comes to the, their football program. Um, and that's maybe to their detriment, I would argue, over the last several decades. But they're in it enough. They want to be in the top level of football. So I'm just going to pres- – this is hypothetical here. The hypothetical. Sure. But I will say last offseason, we actually thought this might have been might have been possible, and it still could be. It still is not out of the realm of possibility. So what if Clemson and Ohio State next week declare that they are also joining the SEC? And the <laughs> SEC is looking for a few more teams to round it out to an even 20. What if? See, what does Notre th- Dame do? I think if that if it becomes their thing where if the SEC becomes the de facto top level of football, like their own national champion, basically. Yeah. Then I think Notre Dame would would join that. I don't think we'll ever see twenty teams or so have have like their own separate complete level of football. I, I think what you're describing could happen, but it would have to be at least 30 or 40 teams. Like I, that would be conceivable to me. Um, I, I just don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think we'll see 20 teams as a complete separate top level of football, but I do think Notre Dame would be in that situation. Would they be, I mean, they would have to ask to get in, right? Like, I think that that would take you, so you're going to include Texas and Oklahoma, right? So then you add Clemson, Ohio State yet, you're at 18 now, right? Yeah, by my count, you would need Notre Dame and throw in someone else. I throw in one, maybe USC or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that would try to, yeah, round you out to 20. And it would almost be, okay, here, I thought about this for a while. Sorry, and I'm just I'm going way off, way off here, but like <laughs> soccer, soccer and college football are actually very close to each other. For most they are relegation. I, okay, I didn't say it. I didn't okay. say it. You did. You said that. I didn't say that. But it would be a great idea. Like, why? I don't understand why not. I I don't understand like even the NFL. Like, I don't understand why the NFL can't like work something out with that. Like, I don't understand why other sporting <laughs> leagues aren't doing this. And because I think college football relates to soccer in the ways that the big ten, the big teams win the championships, they just sure. do. And and there's not much you can do about it. Like they're, the big teams just have more money, so they buy better players, so they win more championships. So they have more money, so they buy better players, so they win more championships. Like it's just a cycle there. And that's kind of what college football is too. And and like maybe we just go full on. And- Sorry, Ashton, you cut out there for a little bit. What was the end of your thought there? Yeah, no, I, I guess maybe what I'm saying is like, let's, since we're at this place anyway, um, where, you know, the, the big teams get more money, just win more championships. Like, let's just embrace the whole soccer concept and, and let's have a super league. Like, let's go ahead and have a super league where, where all these teams are, are playing each other and, yeah, like, and would they get more money? Like, would it be unfair? Yeah, like, yeah, it would. Like, there's, there's no question unfair. that it would. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, it's like that's exactly right. Like, like as opposed to you know what it is now, which is you know so so you know daisies for everybody and everyone gets a medal at the end. No, like this is it is it is a cutthroat business. I think I think you realize in the last year, or at least I have, and I'm not a casual fan. Like, I'm a diehard fan, but like college football is very cutthroat you've seen it with the texas oklahoma stuff we saw it with lincoln riley leaving and like all the coaching hires we've seen we've seen like with the transfer portal and nil stuff with with players jumping around this like college football is volatile right now it's very volatile and if you could get to like kind of like a like a super league type deal you would you would be able to probably have a commissioner at that point like and that's that's really what what is needed i think more like just at, at least like a like a governor or like there, there needs to be a police out there because the NCAA is so powerless right now they can do nothing um 
like we need a power there that does govern and rule the sport as every other sport has like college yeah. football is just completely unrelegated right now. Yeah. It, I think the NCAA would be fine as long if they were competent, like, like as, as an institution that is in control more or less, like, I think they would be fine if they, if they were competent. And so I guess that's, they're, they're just not competent. And, and I guess maybe no, that's, no. that's why I'm, I'm a little worried about like anything that college football programs put in charge of college football. Like what makes us think that they can do a good, a better job than what they've done already? Because I mean, the NCAA, they work for these universities. Like let's not kid ourselves. Like if, if, if all of these universities that are NCAA members teamed up and said, uh, we don't actually want you, like we want right. somebody else to be in charge, it right. would happen. Like they right. put the NCAA in charge and then they're supposed to listen to it. It's the same as, I mean, the NFL, the commissioner works for the owners. He might yeah. find them, but he actually right. works for them. Like that's how it works. Um, so I'm a little, I'm not quite positive. Like, yeah, we, sure, we need new leadership, but maybe maybe if these schools are the ones responsible for putting leadership in place, like maybe they'll just screw it up again. I don't know. Who knows? That's, that's probably overly negative. Um, I don't know. I, I just, yeah, I, I'm with you with the whole, I, I do think there could be some fun changes like that where, where you could have some kind of promotion relegation system. Like maybe if we had the top 50 teams, you know, that had the, the, the were the top tier of college football. And then you had another right. 50 teams after that. And the, the bottom five have to drop down the next season and the top five from the, from the bottom 50 jump up the next season. You know, that's, be, that's kind be of so idea. much fun. That'd that be would be so fun. much fun. I would, would love that. And it would create drama down, you know, past just the who's in, you know, people care about, about six teams, you know, at the end of the season, like right. the four teams that are in the field right now and the, and the two that have a shot. I think if there was something like promotion relegation, like all of a sudden Wake Forest matters a lot more, <laughs> you know, and, and Right. That's maybe a bad example because they just had a good season. Right. <laughs> like maybe yeah. you know, Northwestern all of a sudden isn't just sitting pretty after yeah. you know, one year after they win their division, all of a sudden they're, they're worried about dropping down to the next level. <laughs> right. That could be, that could be very interesting. Um, and, and then we could finally get Vanderbilt out of the dang SEC. Like they have to go. They're only Vanderbilt <laughs> is only in the SEC for their GPA. They're trying to get the GPA up yeah. for the conference. So they keep, keep, they, they keep Vandy in. They just suck at everything except for baseball. Like, like, yeah, like I, I would love to get them out and like, I, I don't even care. Like get Oklahoma State in, Florida State, like any, any school, like Virginia, we'll take Virginia Tech, like over, over Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt yeah. right now. It's, it's a joke. Yeah. So I guess to bring this full circle as it relates to Notre Dame, I would not be in favor of them joining the ACC um, just because I think <laughs> personally, I just think that their, their schedule would be so much more boring. Now, I do think that Notre Dame would probably have over a 10-year period, they'd probably have a better record um, as a member of the ACC and probably more playoff appearances. Um, but I don't think they would necessarily be any closer to actually winning a title. And that's what I want for Notre Dame. I think it comes to, like, I don't think Notre Dame winning a title has anything to do with them being in a conference or not. I think it comes down to recruiting better and developing that talent. Um, and so that's why I'm hopeful for Marcus Freeman right now. They have the number one class in 2023. Obviously, we're 11 months away from signing day or whatever. Um, but that's what it's going to take for them to actually get over that hump because they have been a, a good second tier team in college football for a while now. Um, and I don't think that joining a conference or, or staying independent, like neither one of those is the magic switch that you flip. And now Notre Dame is all of a sudden as good as Alabama and Ohio state. Like that's not what, that's not what it is. Is joining a conference or not. I don't think would, would affect that. Is, is that a fair statement? Yeah, no, I we're we're at the same the same place with with both of that. I, it's not going to affect you winning a title, which is what Notre Notre Dame is gunning for. You know, and yeah. and like I I think you're fine where you're at as far as winning a title. Like you've been actually fairly close. I mean, you made the title game in in 2012, um, got beat by a thousand, and then yeah, like hey, but you made the playoff twice. Like like there has been positives there for Notre Dame and. Like I, I yeah I don't know I like, I think I think like the demographics hurt like the chain like the demographics of college football now like it's such a south centered sport right now and like maybe that's not healthy like it but like so like we can do nothing about that you know like yeah. like that is that is what it is and I think N Notre Dame would be better off instead of trying to join a conference and get 
structure that way is to to ask your just like Notre Dame has unlimited money like they really do like it feels like Notre Dame has unlimited money in the university but not in the football program and yeah. I think if there is some more freedom brought to that the, the program as a whole I think you could see Notre Dame take really big strides forward because it's an arms race right now in college football hmm. and and money does matter like you can say that yeah you know like the coaching the coaches matter too but money matters also. You have to have yeah. both to win titles. So you have to have coaching and money. Um, and then you can parlay that into recruiting classes and, and wins from that. So like Notre Dame's in a good place right now. They are. I think they need to make a few tweaks maybe with their yeah, just yeah, facilities and just like the, the overall yeah. structure in general to the football program. But it's 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 decisions that they themselves can make and don't need other people to help. I agree. Also, I had one other thing to say just for the it's not fair that Notre Dame is independent um, and is not in a conference crowd. If you go back 30, 35 years, here's a, here's a list of teams that used to be independent. All right. I'm going through here, alphabetical order, Boston college. This is not everybody, by the way, this is just ones that stick stand out to me as I look at the list, Boston college, Cincinnati, Florida state, Louisville, Memphis, Miami, uh, Penn state, Pittsburgh, Rutgers, South Carolina, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, West Virginia. Nobody forced any of those schools to join a conference. All of those schools that joined the conference, they did so because they believed it was in their best interest and they had every right to do so. When Notre Dame truly believes it's in their best in interest to join a conference, they'll do it. Um, that's, you know, who else could like theoretically, Georgia could go independent and be perfectly fine. There's, yeah. a, there's probably 10 schools in the country that actually have the cachet that it would it would on some level make sense for them to go independent. Right. Notre Dame just happens to be one of the biggest names, maybe the biggest name worldwide. Probably not quite in the states, but just as far as their global reach, they're up there. Um, I know Notre Dame students talk all the time. I, I've heard some of their players talk about how it's unique that you know they go to Notre Dame and they they're going to college with somebody from Germany and somebody from. South Korea and like, you know, it's just, it's a unique place. Um, doesn't, by the way, for those who heard me say it's better than everyone else, that's not what I said. I said it's unique. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's okay to be unique. Everyone's unique in their own way. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, I guess I just get a little sick and tired of, of that. I don't know. Like, is, is it unfair that Notre Dame has a bigger name than West Virginia? I don't know. Is it also unfair that Alabama has a bigger name than West Virginia? What are we like? What are we talking about? Like I said, right. Notre Dame. Notre Dame makes ten million dollars less from from TV than Big Ten schools do. So I don't know. Like I, I I hear a lot of stupid arguments online as a Notre Dame fan. It's okay for you to hate Notre Dame. You can hate Notre Dame. Anybody out there, you're allowed to. Just maybe make logical arguments when you want to hate Notre Dame. I, I don't. I don't think as many people hate them as you think they do. Like. I think maybe because I'm in the South, like people in the South just don't like really care. Like Notre Dame's not sure. really on the on the radar as much. It's not who we're competing against. But like if you're, yeah, like you're in the Midwest, like you're a Big Ten school, like yeah, it's kind of a stick, like just kind of a thorn in the side, maybe a little bit that like, you know, like why do they think that they're so special? They just get all this, you know, the, um, preferential treatment. But no, I, I, I don't feel it's that way at all. I think, I think it's a good thing. I think more teams should do it or at least consider the option. I think it would it would be good as far if you want to break up like the big conference stuff like if you're against that you want us you want Notre Dame to stay independent you want more schools to be independent yeah. if possible just kind of to break up the power structure that we have going on right now you know what would be like you know what would make for an incredible season and just an incredible college football experience would be if everyone was independent and the top 75 teams only played the other top 75 teams like if if you all of a sudden had Alabama playing, well, okay, they're going to play Texas and Oklahoma here soon. But if you had Alabama and Ohio State playing the regular season every 10 years, you know, like that type of thing. Or, okay, let's forget that for a second. Keep your conferences. Maybe every conference should play eight games. None of them play any FCS opponents, and you only could play one G5. Play three legit non-conference opponents. How fun would that be as a noted as a, Sorry, not as a Notre Dame fan, as a college football fan, I think the more we get teams playing teams from other conferences, 
the more we have teams scheduling the way Notre Dame does, the more exciting college football would be. Just my opinion. No, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I think I, there's, there's so much change coming on and, and real quick, I know we got to go, but like, just to throw one more, just kind of cherry on top of all this, all the change that's happening. Would you rather go to eight teams in the playoff or back to two? I, my, I've been saying it for 14 years. The best playoff would be eight at-large teams, in my opinion. I would eight love at, eight at-larges. It'll never happen. Like, like the conferences won't agree. Yeah, I know. They're going to want their automatic bids for conference champions. And then if Northwestern upsets Ohio State and gets in with mm-hmm. five losses, then yay. Then yeah. one, then two loss Notre Dame is out, and five loss Northwestern is in. Boohoo. Yep, that's truth. <laughs> By the way, the other the other thing I've heard a lot is um, Notre Dame has an unfair advantage as an independent because they don't have to play a conference championship game. Um, I would point out as the basis of this question: Notre Dame lost one game this year, did not make the playoff. I think it's easier for Notre Dame to go undefeated and make the playoff. It's harder for Notre Dame to make the playoff with one loss because they don't have that extra opportunity to prove themselves to the playoff committee. Um, I've been saying that since the playoff came around and people have been making the same arguments. Yeah. Like it, it hurts one year and it helps the other. It, it pretty much comes out the wash in the end. And that's kind of, that's kind of where this whole discussion comes in my opinion. Like that's kind of where it all ends up. It really doesn't make a huge difference either way. It really doesn't. Agree completely. <laughs> All right, man. I I feel like I could go on. A, I I probably ranted more on this episode than I ever have. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've been in enough Twitter wars to over this to <laughs> kind of have my arguments about memorized. Oh man. But anyway, anything else we should talk about before we wrap this up? <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good to go. Yep. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Have a great week, everybody, and God bless.